0: Welcome back to a new season of the Middle Order Cricket Podcast. I am joined by Kizer Ali, Qasim Ahmed, Azam Iqbal, who stepped in last minute for Izzy Hussain, who we might yet see. Uh, we are in the middle of the T20 World Cup and have to talk about Pakistan's amazing journey so far. Where else could we possibly start other than the big game between Pakistan and India? Kizer, let me start with you. How does it feel to finally have that Indian World Cup monkey off your back?
1: It's something I I didn't think I would see in my lifetime. I've spoken about this to people I've watched cricket with for the last well, 30 years. And it was something I did not did not think we would see. To the extent that now when Pakistan play India in the World Cup, my kids and my wife aren't allowed in the house. I watch it on my own, in a room by myself. And... Um, yeah, it's it it is, and um, It's a relief. It's not. I can't say it. Genuinely feels like a relief now to get that off.
0: Kassim, we're going to talk specifics shortly, but give me your overalls sort or of feelings before the match and after the match. What were you feeling uh,
2: before the match? Probably similar to Um uh, Expectations were fairly low. Uh, I think that's the best way to keep it with bucks, and sometimes, especially in big games. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of you know, as it as says, monkey off the back, twenty nine years in waiting. Um, I think. I'm from that generation who got to first watch that 2007 episode in which we lost to India twice, um, I believe. Was it in twice? Um, the super over, and then the final, of course, with the famous Misbah uh, paddle sweep over his shoulder, which actually landed in somebody's hands instead of uh, over the boundary line, as it should have. Uh, but yeah, absolutely ecstatic, you know, uh, to, to finally witnessed us beating India in a World Cup game at a bite bloody time.
0: Asim, um, in your wildest dream, did you ever expect a demolition job like
3: this? I didn't expect that I win, I mind a demolition job, and just looking at that batting lineup was a very scary batting lineup on paper. So, like these guys, I was kind of elated, but kind of, kind of, yeah, mixed emotions. Kind of relieved as well. And that's kind of done and over with him because we did beat them in the Champions Trophy. But obviously, our World Cup is something else entirely.
0: Yeah, let's hope we're not talking about this, um, this streak again. Um, let's pick out some of the key performances in the match. Um, obviously, let, we can't start anywhere else other than Shaheen Shah Afridi's opening spell. Because the wickets of Sharma, Gail Rahul and later, obviously, Virat Kohli. Can you talk us through those first two wickets,
1: though? Uh, and just how good that bowling was first over, you know, look back at everything else. It wasn't, we weren't going to the plan of opening with Ahmad and having him bowl his n- non-spinners, you know, darted in at the stump. They knew what they wanted. Indians feared it. And they, they, they there was genuine fear because it's happened so much in the recent past. We've really gone out there and attacked their top order. We've dismantled them on a number of occasions with this game plan, which is we're going to go out, we're going to swing it back in, we're going to attack those pads, we're going to attack those stumps. For the odd one that goes across, like the one goalie got, Champions Trophy, you get that. you got to play for the one coming in, but it's all out attack. It's up there in what they call the slot, where you know they should be whacking it over, or somebody like Butler could potentially get under and smack it all over the park. But it doesn't matter, they went out to attack, and that's what was key. That first ball swinging in, Roy Sherman made a bit of space, you know, front leg out of the way for a change. Rather, he didn't want to be hit on the front pad. Still couldn't react in time. But that second wicket was something special. It really was. The length, um, the pace, the swing, the seam movement, everything. There was no answer. The batsman went out, attacked the ball, came down the pitch towards it, you know, weight going forward. But they, they were really, really special balls.
0: Kasim, is that spell of bowling and those wickets in particular as good as the ones we've seen from Asif in the Champions Trophy and maybe even Wasim Akram in the World
2: Cup of 92, considering who Wasim was bowling to? It's funny you should mention Asif because he's probably one of my all-time favourite bowlers, especially when he used to get the ball to move back in uh, and hit the wicket. Um, yeah, in terms of what Shaheen was doing, it was exceptional, and uh, the pace at which he was doing that is, is phenomenal. I mean, for such a young guy to be doing what he's doing at such a young age, uh, I don't personally watch the IPL, but from what the commentators are saying, Khehl Riles coming to um, you know this tournament a, on a high with, with lots of runs behind him, didn't look like a guy who had faced anything like that in his life. Uh, never mind in the IPL. Um one thing I would like to say is maybe Pakistan have a slight advantage in that the IPL players uh, have not faced the Pakistan Pacers. And that's maybe worked another advantage as well. We had to swing at the start of the game. It was absolutely ideal. It couldn't have been any better, especially that second wicket. It was just, just perfection. I think, yeah. Perfection, yeah.
0: Yeah, Azam, let's talk a little bit about the supporting bowlers, particularly Harris-Ralph. We bowled four overs, one wicket for 25, an economy of 6.25. Did we see Harris-Ralph finally deliver in this match? He's been criticised a lot, but he seems to have added a few new weapons to his armoury.
3: I think death bowling, he was always okay. I think when he he came on during that middle period, he was kind of confused in regards to what length he wanted to bowl. Some were up full, some were kind of short, and... I don't think he had a clear game plan, whereas now he seems to be kind of running in, hitting the wicket hard, um, back of a length, and um, rushing the batsman a wee bit. So I think he's got a clear game plan now in place, and we kind of seen the benefits of that.
0: And Casim, because we seem to see a lot of change of pace from him as well.
1: You know, the commentators were talking about, oh, he's an out and out fast bowler; doesn't really have a scoreboard, ball. But if you look back at the season that really got him recognised globally was the BBL. And it was the change of pace. He bowls the slower balls. He bowls the slower bouncers. He's got the pace and it's that mix-up at, at the death. You know, I mean, he, he is... All Pakistani bowlers are always going to be Yorker bowlers. But this guy um, did mix it up from then. The problem he had was maybe he was doing it a bit too much after that when he was getting criticised, and he was lacking control. Um you're always going to go for You're you're not always going to get it right as a death bowler. You know you, the batsmen have got nothing to lose. They're going to be swinging from the hip. Sometimes you're going to go for runs. So he did a lot more after that game. But up until that game, yeah, he he definitely kind of okay. We've got we've got a bit of support there, even from the likes of Shadab as well. You know who showed signs of maybe what we're looking for, which is maintaining the pressure or keeping the runs down. And I think the hardest thing Barbara's got now is how to use all of these people. You know, how to get the most out of them. Do we use Ahmad for more overs? Do we use Safiz? Malik, we've not seen. Uh, you know, th- there there's options there. But um, there there is going to come a time when, you know, people are going to be called upon to do something that will make the captain change his plan. Like... When Shaheen was bowling well, they kept him on for the third over. If you're going to do that, the captain's not only thinking about am I going to give this guy another over. They've got to think about well, who's going to do what he was going to do at the end. You know, do we have the confidence in Hassan Ali or, you know, to support Ralph because Shaheen's bowled three of his overs at the top.
2: I think he's never lacked skill. By the way, the guy has never lacked skill. He's no- he knows his game. I think what he's lacked in the past is his attitude. And you'll notice just from his physique, he looks fit. And I think because it's a big occasion, you tend to find some Pakistani players react to the big occasion. And I think he's reacted to it. He's wanted to come to the party and say, I can ball fast, I can ball with skill, and I'm going to be fit to do it this time around. Um, the
1: fastest bowler in the tournament, and there's yep. some yep. serious names going around, you know, and he's the quickest all of them. No Asim, um, as
0: despite 16 overs of really good bowling, we still managed to concede 151 runs, which uh, are you a bit surprised by that? And maybe are you not so surprised that it was Hasan Ali that gave away, you know, almost 40-odd runs in his four overs?
3: Um, no, I, actually, I wasn't too surprised that they got up to 150 because I think they only needed, like, one partnership. Um, and, you know, Pan came in, he kind of swung the bat. Got a quick 30, 30 runs or so. and um, I was kind of towards the last five, six overs. I was kind of expecting them to maybe even get a wee bit more, but the wickets slowed down the momentum. Um, and goalie couldn't really, couldn't really go at the rate he really wanted to due to due to them losing momentum. And Hassan Ali, I think he's going through a bit of that hardest trial stage, whereas we know he can, he can deliver. He's got the skill set. He's done it before. But um, I think once you go after him. He loses that confidence, he loses the radar, and he tends to kind of leak runs. And that's two or three games uh, that's happened to him. And I think um, if I was in the opposition camp, I'd be saying, look, he's the one bowler we can really target, we can really put under pressure. So going forward, I I, I don't agree with a lot of the guys whereas they're saying, oh, look, it's big games coming up, you need his experience. I think the other guys in the squad, you've selected them for a reason. They're there because they're good enough. So let's put them in and let, let, let's let see what happens. If they need to kind of rejig it around and, in regards to how he uses his bowlers, then I think that's something he should kind of go ahead and do because we have the options to do that. But um, if he, a bowler's lost confidence, and um, you shouldn't carry on playing them, especially in a big tournament like this. Kassam, let's
0: move on to where Pakistan really excelled, and that was the second innings when they got out to bat. Rizwan and Babur, I mean, just how good were they on the day? I mean, in total, let's put this into perspective, they're averaging 59 as a partnership in T20s. That's the highest of any openers in T20 history of all those partners that have played more than 10 games. That's that's a stunning record, no?
2: It's absolutely brilliant to have them two opening for us. I mean, how long has it been, guys, since we watched Bucks and Batsmen go in uh, to open and we felt, you know, okay, I think we're going to put some runs on the board before somebody gets out. Usually it's two for two, four for two, five for two, ten for two. Um, And the fact that they they, they actually um, uh, kind of yin and yang in terms of one is – one guy is full of energy and the other is so cool, calm and collected. Um, they really do complement each other so well. Um, yeah, so I, I knew in terms of the India game, that was the one that was going to break us or make us. Uh, and boy, did they make us. And it was probably the first time I watched and bat through entire innings without any kind of heart attacks. Uh, so it was it was amazing. Amazing to see them to see it, the entire game. What, what a way to do it.
0: Asam, what do you think it is that makes these two work so well together? Do you think it one sort of fast start energy that Castan talked about really helps Barber just settle into the innings and sort of catch up later on?
3: Yeah, I think he's a very busy player. I don't think I think Rizwan still plays proper cricket shots, but um he brings a lot of energy to the crease. He's always looking for that run. He's he, he seems to be someone that doesn't get flustered too easily easily so if he does get bowled, a good ball he can put it out of his mind um, and I think he's got just a positive effect on Barber just because of his mindset his approach and um, I think that video I think everyone's seen him going out there visualizing and then to go out there and execute him that's pretty nuts and um, every I think every shot he practiced came off so um I think um, he Compliments them really well, it allows Barber to get in, get set and, you know, just kind of anchor the innings. Because what did
1: you enjoy so much about how they went about the job? They, they, they bring a sense of calm. You know, we've got these two guys going out. Everyone in that team knows their role and these two are the best at what they do. This is the difference between us and India. India weren't sure of the batting order. India weren't sure of their selection. India weren't sure of how to use the players. Potentially with a better team. You know, I I wanted to kind of say this at the start, but I grew up watching Pakistan in the 90s and the 90s when we had a better team than India. Overall, better record, but we could not beat them in a World Cup. Now, the tables are turned. You've got India with easily a better team. But maybe it's that pressure. Maybe because we were the better team in the 90s and the 90s, it was that pressure of expectation that was on Pakistan and it wasn't happening. And that pressure is now on India. You know, you've got Pandya before the World Cup making a statement that we could put out our next two teams and they would be able to win world competitions, meaning their B and C side could win them. You know, fair enough. You might have that depth and that talent, but maybe it's that pressure of expectation. you got somebody like Roy Sharma who cannot, buy a run in these situations against Pakistan because, and he knows what's coming he knows they're going to swing the ball back in to my pads, they're going to attack the pads, they're going to attack the stumps, everyone knows what is expected of them they're a better team, yet they can't, to me it reminds me of how Pakistan felt in the 90s and the 90s
0: Aziz, thanks very much for joining us, I know you've been travelling so thank you it looks like he was
1: travelling on the North Pole (laughs)
0: Uh, we've talked Thanks a lot me. That,
1: apologies for running late
0: no not at all we've, we've talked a lot about the the main performances we talked about Shaheen Afridi, Harris Rauf, the spinners uh, and obviously the openers what really stood out to you about the performance um, against India this time round
4: they've just stuck together uh, the other the other thing other than the individual performances, it seems like it's a natural team uh, sometimes we've lacked that in the past so I feel as if on this occasion with the games not just the India game just across the board it seems like they're playing as a team, and they seem to know their own roles. Again, we might have a few superstars in that team, and potentially a few world beaters. Maybe one or two already in there. But on paper, it's a team that's going to get better. But for me, it's okay. So just, it seems like it's an, an actual team. They're playing together. They know their roles. They know what's exactly what's required uh, when when, they're, when, they're, when obviously their time's up during the game.
0: We're almost out of time, gents. So let's just have some final thoughts from everybody. Um, Kasim, I'll, I'll have you start, please. Just, you know, what you're feeling after that match. How are you thinking, Pakistan, we're going to
2: progress there onwards? Well, Pakistan's left me a little bit confused because at this point of a tournament, I'm usually sitting here thinking, right, we've got to win the last three games and we might scrape through and then hopefully in the you know next stage we'll get somebody and we might scrape that and maybe get to the final and we'll win it. Um, but right now I'm sitting here thinking, well, we won all three three of our games. We've beaten some really good teams. Um How are we going to do against the next big team that we come across, given that we're about to face Namibia and Scotland uh, in our next two opponents? But long may it continue, long may we go to the final and win it. Um, But, uh, yeah, with Pakistan, you just never know.
0: Azam, what are you thinking about this Pakistan team now versus what you thought at the beginning of the tournament? Um, I
3: thought before they could get to the knockouts, but... Um, like Awesome said, you know, it could be a hit or miss and um, we could be struggling towards the latter stages of the group, but um, now they should just take it one game at a time. And I think they will um listening to the coaches speak, listening to Hayden speak and um, uh, Vernon speak, you know, they're looking to keep them really grounded and just making sure that okay, we've beat India, we beat New Zealand, now we just focus on the next game, which is good to see.
0: Is he your thoughts on how Pakistan are going to fare? And also just give me a, a, an opinion on the work that Hayden and Holander have done behind the scenes, potentially.
4: Yeah. Uh, firstly, so the, the two coaches, again, as mentioned, haven't been there for long, but they obviously both bring a wealth of experience, specifically uh, Matthew here, obviously, what, is he a three-time World Cup winner? Surely he, what he is going to bring, regardless of time around players, regardless of who those players are, surely he's going to bring a wealth of experience. And then Philander's obviously someone who's played at the highest level. He may not have played as much uh, limited over his cricket, but they're obviously two blokes who are vastly experienced. So, you know, if those guys listen, they'll, they'll learn a thing or two. Um, and secondly, in terms of my expectations, um, look, I, before the start of the tournament, I would have thought, yeah, at least a semi-final, because I do genuinely feel the team is good enough to be in the top four. With the way the tournament's gone, I, I didn't have any reservations. I, I thought Pakistan would do well in the first three big games. Historically, um, teams are going to win competitions. They probably lose a game here or there. So if they had gotten, gotten beat by New Zealand or Afghanistan, it wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world. Uh, it kind of you know, brings them back down to the earth, so to speak. But it seems like they're doing that anyway themselves. They, they know where they're at.
0: Yeah. How positive are you about this Pakistan team? And secondly... Um... Have you any words for our Indian friends um, and
1: viewers? You know, on the India point, I actually feel for them. I've been there. I know it. what it's like. And right now, <laughs> I, I know, I feel, I know what it's like to go through what they've gone through. But the amount of shit that they gave us, yeah. that mocha guy's lighting his fireworks that day, letting them sparklers go, that's what we needed. We needed to get that done. It's done. I hope they shut up. And I hope that we can play them a lot more like we should be doing. Um, But they needed to be put in their place. They needed to be shut up. And this team, you know, it's, it's not a flashy team. Even though we've got quick bowlers who swing it, you know, they've not got long flowing hair or earrings or big medallions around their neck. At the end of that game, Barber in the changing room said to them, enjoy the win, but that's it. The job's not done. We're here to win a World Cup. Thank you very much for your
0: time. We're going to continue this journey of Pakistan through the T20 World Cup with a look at the New Zealand game and Afghanistan later on this week. Um, We will maybe even touch base on the Scotland and Namibia games when they come and look forward to a semi-final against England
1: and or whoever it may be. No, no, anyway, no. Not England in the semis. England in the finals. South Africa. South Africa.
0: Yeah. Okay. he has got his colours on already for Pakistan. And South I'll take Africa. them. They
1: can't win a semi-final for shit. So, <laughs> I'll take <laughs> them all day long. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, let's all look forward to it, hopefully within the next couple of weeks. Thank you very much, everybody. We'll see you all soon.